where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. We thank God for you, you, and especially you for just being a part of us. Amen. Those of you that may come on, uh, that's coming on, and those of you that may be on later, we thank God for you. I thank God for the few we're hearing from. Amen. We thank God for how the Lord is blessing. Amen. I would say before we go into prayer, again, <clears throat> visit our website, look at the Rolling Sanctuary. Amen. And, uh, I'm putting it up for sale to those, to the one that have a desire to want to evangelize or put it in a place to establish a work. Amen. It sits about 45, and you get that many people uh, with you, you're able to build your building on your property, and you can build it, uh, I guess you would call it free, uh, uh, debt free when you get it completely if you got 45 people's trust me and you don't got it complete built then you can go into it without owing anything that would be the thing to do so go online and visit our website as brother where brother james we would appreciate it at this time let me go into prayer father in the name of jesus the christ I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. I thank you for this another day that thou has blessed us. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to come and share a word with your peoples. I ask you to bless me, anoint me, allow me to decrease, and God, you increase. Allow me to go forth and speak only that which will glorify your name, not Brother Ware's. And, Father, we just thank you. I praise you. 
ask you to anoint the ears of those that are listening, that they have a mindset to hear what thus says the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. I tell you what, I know some of you all uh, complaining about this, complain about that, but at least you're alive to be able to hear uh, and to feel and to see the weather. Amen. Uh, uh, it's, it's a blessing to be able to say, wow, I'm able, it's cold, it's wet, it's whatever. Nevertheless, we thank God for you. Amen. I want to say before we get started today, please, those of you that is not in fellowship on a Saturday, what you call Sabbath, Saturday, I call it according to the scripture, uh, the Sabbath. But uh, Saturday at 12 noon, we would appreciate if you come and join us from 12 to 1 on Facebook. We will be teaching, and we are teaching on the truth about Easter. Some way we don't got, uh, uh, it ain't the truth about Easter because it's not an Easter. We don't find, we find that one time in the Bible that it was translated and it's uh, the wrong time. It should have been said the Passover, but of course, if you go in the older Bible, I have an older Bible, 1901, it's not even in there. But nevertheless, uh, I'm teaching on the uh, Passover. I sure would appreciate you to tell somebody to tune in if you're not in fellowship. If you're in fellowship, don't worry about it. Uh, I feel if you're going honoring the Sabbath, you've shown up doing the rest of it right. Most of the time, that's what's happening. Amen. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for the day, this day, that I was able to drive down and make it to the station and to be, uh, I know they had it in uh, uh, the weather, how it's supposed to be or whatever, but I thought if I could drive when I was driving truck, been a minute, uh, since I drove truck, but I was able to drive in. Why should I allow something and some some type of weather or whatever to stop me? But uh, I, I'm seeing in this day and time, we allow ev any and everything to, disarrail, to, to derail us from obeying God. And, and, and it's so sad that we most of the people, they think obeying God is in a uh, building. We got so many people's believers going to hell, going to Hades, going to the lake of fire. I don't care what you call it, because if you believe anything, you know that there is life after uh, death, and you're going to have to stand before Almighty God that created you. You didn't ask to come here. You was created, and God gave you uh, a time, appointed time, in order to do that which he has given you to do. And I know that we are living in a time now that we, we love following the leader. And, you know, and listen to me. If you look at the scriptures, 
I don't care who you look at. We we can talk about the success of uh, Samson. Well, Samson wasn't a success until after his death, but we can talk about Joseph and, and uh, Genesis. We can talk about Elijah, Elisha, when we... When we talk about all the ones that were successful, they had to be separate. They, they weren't trying to get along, to get along, to get along, to get along. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't trying to do that. What they was trying to do is to speak to the Most High and allow his word to be manifested through him. If we would get in that position, we as a people, I, I, I don't know why we do it, but if uh, this person is successful doing that, that's why they get athlete to put on shoes and clothes and and all this. I was uh, listening to a talk. I guess it was a talk show. I guess that's what you can say. Now, these rappers, it was... Uh, T.I. and uh, I forgot the other guy. Uh, they, I said I was going to remember. They said, oh, I don't want my daughter to go with a rapper. And I thought, wait a minute, that's what they're doing. Even they, and he said, that's why I don't want him to go because I was a rapper. Uh, they as a rapper, and they knew what kind of life they live, so they don't want their daughter to go with a rapper or something. Now, guess what? It's sad to say most preachers are saying the same thing. I don't want my daughter to marry no preacher. Why not, bro, preacher? Because uh, I thought about what I did as a preacher, and I wouldn't want my daughter to be doing the very thing that uh, be with a man that doing what I did. Folks, let me tell you something. If there ever was a time, now is the time. And I'm not just saying this. We that say that we got the truth. I don't know what truth that you have. I'm not debating your truth. I'm just saying the truth that you have, if you have it from the word of God and God have uh, um, converted you from living a life, a sinful life, God loved it you enough that he pulled you out and he pricked your heart and he had you to repent. Let me tell you something. It's high time for you to stand and be an example. That's the problem that we're not doing. We're trying to get Brother Joe or Brother Blow Joe and Brother uh, this and uh, Brother Bummer B, uh, uh, Sister Waltz, uh, Whoever, we are trying to get all them, we really is, to believe in us. Forget about believing in us, believers. Yes, you have a message, just like I have a message. My message, I, I beat straight up, basically, is those of you that's converted, that you need to uh, follow the commandments of God. Now, it might get old for some people, but I'm going to stay in my, in my lane. And see, when a person, when an individual stay in their lane and begin to do it, you are not doing it for self. You are not doing it for somebody to say self 
Oh, look at Brother Ware. Look at this. Look at that. No, 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 no. It ain't about look at Brother Ware. It's about how many lives that I can transform, how many lives that I can put and direct in the area that we are trying to get direction. In other words, uh, so many, so many people, they're trying to get, well, uh, if I, you do it this way, you're going to get that. If you do it that way, you're going to get this. No, no, no. Go in what you going in and allow the Lord to transform your life through you living a life. We got folks now, it was a time that when you looked at people, you in turn saw them people being different. So you said, wow, if I ever get saved, well, you might have done, but some of you did. If I ever get saved, I want to live like that, or I don't want to live like that. You done heard that saying. You might have not been the one. But you know, we so we so bickering, we so arguing, we so this, we so that, and the devil having a heyday around right around the uh the people that's supposed to be believers, people that's supposed to be saints of God, people that's supposed to be walking in righteousness. And because of the people that's supposed to be walking in righteousness, we shouldn't have the problems in the situation going on that we're having. But because we are trying to convince other religious folk, let's quit doing that. Let's start dealing with people that's not converted. Too many folks are religious, and we spending time, we spending hours and whatever. Listen, folks, it's some people that need your knowledge. It's some people that need to hear what you got. No, 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 I ain't talking about that. Well, brother, where are you trying to preach? Tell her, tell her, everybody needs to be preaching. No, no. Let's, you know what? Let me, let me deal with something here. I know you're familiar with it, but I'm, I'm just going to get a little bit from this. And what I'm going to get a little bit from this is from the uh, the book of St. John. And I know we done heard, I know you might be done heard, the woman at the well. Now, the woman at the well, let me, let me, let me just say something on this. Here's what happened. She in turn heard. She in turn came to do what? Get water. She didn't come to go to church, as we call it. She didn't come to have a religious debate. No, no. She come to get some water. So, therefore, when Jesus, uh, the Messiah, came forth, here's what happened. He told the disciples, well, look, y'all go in the city and, and get bread, okay? You go in and buy bread, and I'll wait here. A little weary, so y'all go on in and just bring the bread back and get the food. You know, I remember when I was a kid and we used to uh, be in the woods, cutting putt wood, as they call it, a logging. Uh, they got mortar and start calling it that. But in the midst of it, we was uh, the person that 
took a load in the town about 10 or 11 o'clock, you, they would get the order. They would say, well, give me a can of Vienas, a can of sardines, some soda crackers, and a 7-Up. And they would give their order for that person to buy so they can come back. So basically, it was something of that nature. Uh, so while the disciples gone, all of a sudden, the woman, and you'll find this in the fourth chapter of the book of St. John. All of a sudden, the woman came forth and says, uh, uh, drawing the water, and Jesus looked at her and said, uh, give me a drink of water. And the woman, first of all, she didn't debate about him doing this and this, but what she said, she was shocked that you being a Jew, asking me for water. Think about it. Now, that would be in the... Well, I can't say in this day, because this day and time, even the little towns, uh, they have interracial uh, togetherness. But back in the day, I would say back in my day, um, during the 50s and the 60s, it was separation. And that's like uh, a white guy asking a black woman for some water. And the first thing, well, that would that wouldn't be too bad. I, I'll flip the script, and because see that that wouldn't be too bad because the white guy didn't have a problem with the black, but vice versa. Let's just say uh, the the black man asking the white woman for some water, or vice versa. Anyway, she said, "How is you being a Jew asked of me to drink a water?" In other words, y'all have no dealing with us. Now, wait a minute. She said, I'm a Samaritan. Now, what was a Samaritan? A Samaritan was, uh, so, so to speak, a half-breed, what we would call a half-breed. She was half. Her dad or her mama, one, was uh, uh, in the Jewish faith in the Israel. But guess what? When she asked him that, he says, uh, if you know who I am, you would be asking me. Now, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, you're going to ask me for some water, but then you're going to say, if you know who I am, you'd be asking me. Now, I would have been very smart like she did. She said, hold up. You ain't got nothing. You said, well, why don't you read it? Well, I want you to read it because I'm coming to a point. My point is... Uh, let me hit my first point. My point at the extra, uh he in turn says, uh, let, me, let me read it. Ninth verse says, and he said unto the woman of Samaritan, unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew acts uh, the drink of me, a woman of Samaritan? That's number one, ninth verse. And the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritan. Now, you know, uh, in the book of Acts, when Peter went on the rooftop, and once Peter went on the rooftop and Peter saw uh, this vision, preachers done messed that vision up, talking about God was telling Peter, to, uh, God set him free to eat pork and to eat all unclean things. No, 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 no. 
that was God. If, if you just read the story and don't take it out of context, just continue to read it, you'll see that only thing he was doing was making uh, there is no difference between people. See, we think that God only deals with a certain group of people. That's why we don't even witness anymore, because we feel that God only deals with a certain group of people. Remember, let me go back right quick. Remember when uh, uh, Naaman had leprosy. Naaman was one of the ones that persecuted the, the Israelites. He was the one of the one that went and grabbed this young lady and had her as a slave for his wife in his house. Now, I want you to get this. He had her in the house. But this young lady, this young girl, had a mindset to say, I would that my master would go to Israel to see our prophet. So guess what? She had the love of God bedded within her, just like Joseph had the love of God bedded in her. See, you can have the love of God bedded in you that you don't look at a color. You don't look at what somebody else doing. You don't look at what direction they're going. You just show the Christ that's in you. You show God that's in you. And if you show God that's in you, then that would automatically, God will begin to bring forth a transformation. Transformation is not happening because we're trying to get self-knowledge to be glorified. We're trying to get our churchism glorified. We're trying to get our denominationism glorified when we should be trying to get Christ. Christ is the Savior of the world. He's the creator of the world. So if I can get him glorified, that should be it right there. We ain't got time for nothing else. But the enemy is taking up all this path, that path, taking up this way and that way. And in the midst of it, we're losing out. But anyway, uh, Naaman got healed. And he was a persecutor. Of Israel. Why? Because Naaman being a soldier, would he humble himself to follow the instruction of that young maid, of that young girl that was slave in his house. He wrote letters and told them that he wanted to go to the children of Israel. Then when we go on and on, you can find how that Joseph was blessed. Because Joseph did things, he was more concerned about obeying his God than obeying the other. This is what I'm trying to tell you, believers. Too many people get so caught up on what they going to do and still of what God can do through them. God can show a light. I had to see that this is what God trying to do. Show a light through me. Quit worrying about getting them in your particular denomination, getting them in your particular belief. Because guess what? Just like my belief, I got something that is wrong anyway. Why? Because I am uh, in flesh. 
And when you are in flesh, you lean to your own understanding that time. I don't care what nobody say. You ain't under the anointing at all time. You're not under the anointing. Let's be real about it. But guess what? Then the Lord said, uh, the Lord let him know, and God always blessed. Let's go back to the woman. But that, I, that was just one issue. There's many issues. Uh, remember when uh, Jonah got on the boat? Guess what? Jonah allowed them to know that, hey, you can get healed. Or you can get, you'll be saved if you throw me overboard. See, Jonah wasn't worrying about trying to glorify self. He was trying to denounce self because he said, I'm the one that's doing wrong. And the Bible declared that once they throw Jonah overboard, then those that were uh, uh, on the ship, they believe in the living, true and living God. This is what I'm trying to get you to understand, folks. See, we, and still are we denying ourselves, we uplifting ourselves. And as long as we continue to uplifting ourselves, we'll never see transformation. We'll never see people repent and seek God's will and say, look, this is what I got to do. This is how I got to do it. I want God to be glorified. I don't want to be glorified. And the moment that you can do that is when God began to bless. Amen. So the woman, the woman at the well, want to know, hold up, hold up. Uh, and then Jesus in turn told her uh, and said, hold up, is you greater than our father? You mean to tell me you got something? The well is deep. You ain't even got nothing to draw with. So how you going to give me that water? He said, but wait a minute, that ain't the water that I'm talking about. The water I'm talking about will never thirst. Now, hold up. I would stop her right there. I would say, uh, I mean, I would stop him right there. I would have said, hold up. You asking me for water. So if you got the water that's going to keep you not thirsting, why are you asking me? I'll be back on that in a couple of minutes. We're going to take a break, and I'm coming back on that. Think about that. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will.
Well, we are back. Four four two nine. Oh, sorry. Four four three five five eight six nine nine. Question or comment? Amen. Question or comment? Four zero four three five five eight six nine nine. I'm so used to giving out my number. Amen. And I will do that in, uh, so that if you have any question after the broadcast. All right. Now, let's go back to the woman at the wheel because I, I need to get to a, a point right quick. Now, I'm being honest. Maybe I'm the smarty. Maybe I'm too smart for myself. But I really would have asked him, hold up. You talking about you asking me for water. But then you got you you saying you got water that if I drank I would never thirst. So now that, that you know, hold up, Jesus. Uh, well, she didn't know who he was at the time. I would say, hold up. There, but the woman wasn't like that. You know why? The woman was converted, and I'm gonna show you that she was converted. She was converted with problems. That's what people don't understand. You can have problems. And even be converted. All right? Now, I know these preachers sell, I know people sell you on, oh, when you come to the Lord, you ain't got no problem. I'm sorry. I, I, I want you to know the truth. Only thing different is when you come to the Lord, your problems can be solved in a better form because you got the one that created you helping you if you yield to it, if you get away from man's concept and begin to yield with his concept, he would uh, heal. It's kind of like this uh, friend of mine was telling me, the brother that uh, I was telling you about that was made me aware of something. He says, you know what, I, I wasn't a mechanic. I didn't go to school for a mechanic, but then I begin to trust my uh, knowledge into the most high, unto Christ, the Lord that called me, that saved me, I trust him. And I can work on my own car. I can fix, he said, I could have thought about this. I would have saved myself money on top of money. Why? Because of the fact that he realized it wasn't about him it was about his knowledge about he that called him. He said, I, the scripture told me I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me, but I limited it. But now I don't limit it, and I'm able to do this. He said, well, Pastor Ware, you can, you can do the same thing. I said, no, nah, bro, I, I, when it comes to working on God, yeah, I do know, but I don't like getting my knuckles uh, messed up, uh, burst, uh, whatever. But anyway, what I'm trying to say, a lot of things God will bless you in if you allow him to direct you. Now, the woman at the well, and like I said, and I'd be smart. I would have been smart. I would have said, hold up. You're going to ask me for some water. Then you're going to tell me you got water that I drank and I won't never thirst. But went on after she uh, didn't get smart. She just asked, "Say, how you gonna give me water? You ain't got nothing. You greater than the one that gave us the well, Jacob's well, Jacob, our father." 
Remember, see, this woman was religious. She knew the scripture. She knew what God wanted her to do. But she wasn't living the lifestyle. Some of you at this moment, you know what God, some of you sisters done had man on top of man on top of man, just like this woman did. She, uh, Jesus told her, say, well, look, she wanted, she said, well, give me the water, right? All right. She said, uh, here you go. In, in the 15th verse, it says, woman uh, said unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, call, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto the woman, thou hast well said, I have no husband. I done heard preachers make that be everything, but I'm going by what the scripture said. She just said, I don't have a husband. She that had five husbands, Jesus said, and the one she got now ain't hers. Guess what? Let's leave it at that. Don't try to figure it out. I done heard preachers say, well, she married five times. She was shacking with this. I don't know all that. that, that they estimate. They, 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 they saying stuff that really they don't know themselves. Um, unless God gave an understanding, but God ain't gave me no understanding. I will say just what she said, uh, what Jesus said. And she said, now get this, the 19th verse, and the woman said unto him, Sir, uh, perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worship in the mountain, and ye say that, in Jerusalem is the place where men should ought to worship. Now, I didn't see that in the conversation. I mean, I don't looked over this and looked over there. And she didn't see this. I didn't see this. I'm sorry. Some way it was something said that it wasn't here. But nevertheless, the woman decided that, wait a minute, I got a revelation. See, because I had read something. In the Torah, I have read something in the Torah that uh, I didn't know. I didn't have. I said, I want to know. Guess what? You say, well, wait a minute, brother. Well, where she read it at? Let's go back a little bit. Let's, do, let's deal with the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And in 18th chapter, in the 18th verse, it says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and will put my word in them, his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And listen now, and it shall come to pass, that whatsoever I will not hearken unto my wait a minute, hearken unto my word, which he has shall speak in my name, I will require it 
at him. Other words, she had knowledge, okay? She had knowledge that she had read the Torah because, all right, uh, last call, 404-355-8699. Question or comment? So since she had, and I don't seen people go through there and try to prove to others that the women supposed the pastor, the women supposed the preach. I'm only saying what the scripture says. Let's leave uh, imaginations out of it. When you begin to leave imagination out of it, then you can see what the Lord would have. So guess what? The woman said, I perceive that thou art a prophet. She knew that he had to be something different. She knew that he had to be somebody that told her that she done kept this thing a secret. Nobody supposed to knew about this, about all her husband, regardless of what it was, how it was, whether she married or whether she was shacking or whatever. Only thing I knew that she supposed to kept it a It was a secret. Everybody didn't know. But anyway, let's go on. And the woman says, in the conversation, like I said, they didn't put it there. Uh, the woman said, you said that we, let, let's go back and read it. And the woman said unto her, sir, I perceive that thou art prophet. Our father worship in the mountain. And ye say, you see, so it was a conversation that wasn't, Suppose that we didn't catch in the script. Ye said that in Jerusalem. Oh, so now she narrowed him down and said, he said in Jerusalem. I don't know. But get here's the part that I'm trying to get to. Then Jesus said unto the woman, uh, Believe you me, the hour is come when neither... Ye shall neither in the mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye shall worship, ye know not what we know, what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. For the hour coming, and now is, when ye true worshipers, shall worship in the Father in spirit and in truth. Let me tell you something, folks. That's why we're messing up. We are not worshiping God in the spirit and in truth. We are worshiping God in certain buildings, certain denominations, certain ideas, certain things that was taught to us. And because we are worshiping him in certain things, certain buildings, certain things that was taught to us, we are missing out. So therefore, we'll never get the anointing that they had in the day of Pentecost because we dead set on not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That's what the scripture says in 24 verse. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, wait a minute. Now this woman got it. This done touched her, as old folks used to say, her sanctified soul. And the woman said, 
unto him. I know the Messiah coming. See, you remember I told you she was religious? Remember I told you she had knowledge of the scripture? See, that therein lies the problem. Most people don't read the Bible to get knowledge. That's why we say it's okay for the churches to have flag dancing. It's okay for them to paint their face and, and do the dancing in the church. That, that's because you hadn't read the scripture. See, if you read the scripture, you will find that the church is not an entertaining center. It is a place that is gathering, that it might be a help one to another, that it might be a blessing. You go to receive a blessing or to be a blessing. But because we hadn't read, because we hadn't studied, we're going and thinking that, wow, we're serving God. And the only thing that's happening is we're entertaining. You get entertained, and for a couple of hours, you feel all right, and I call it a pep rally. The reason I call it a pep rally is because of the fact that uh, I hear these preachers now repeat after me, repeat after me. They say something, and the people repeat. They might say, tell Jesus I won't go back. Tell Jesus I won't go back. And and all this, and what's the problem with that is, guess what? We're losing out because we are not allowing the salvation, true conversion. We are not allowing that to take place. People, this woman allowed the true conversion. She knew what the scripture had told her. She had studied it, what the scripture had told her. She had no doubt been put down because of the husbands that she had. No doubt people saying, well, that woman is just a wayward woman. No doubt they said this and said that. But guess what? When she perceived that and she told him that the Messiah come, then the 26th verse said, and Jesus said unto her that I speak it to thee am he. Oh, wow. Now all of a sudden, this woman and folks listen to me, listen to me. Don't take this and say, well, that's why the woman can go past. That's what, no, that ain't why. You're doing it because you want to do it. You ain't doing it because of scripture. I've been, I've been preaching for ever since 76, and I've been asking somebody, the, the different sister, to back it up scripture and I ain't had one yet to give me scripture line upon line precept upon precept to validate that but here's what I'm saying this woman man when he said that the bible let us know that the woman got so excited she forgot about she went to the well for some water she said and the woman said uh she uh 20 28th verse, and the woman then left her water pot and went, and she went her way unto the city and said unto the men, hold up. She didn't go, well, I can't go nowhere but to the ladies, you know, because, you know, in the Bible it tells that the lady, the men, the women don't supposed to do this, and the women, that woman wasn't studying that. The only reason we studying that is because of the fact that we are being religious. 
and we have certain religions say we can do this and somebody else say we can do that. Who gave you authority to say what a person can do? Only thing I tell them, if you're doing it, bag it up in Scripture. You tell me God called you to be an apostle, bag it up in the Scripture. You tell me God uh, called you to be a prophet, bag it up in the Scripture. You tell me that God called you to pastor a church, bag it up in the Scripture. This woman was able to back up the Messiah. Oh, when she went through the city, let's, let's go for it. Uh, and the woman uh, left the water pot and the water, and she went her way into the city and said unto the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did is not this is Christ. Then they went out. Hold up. This woman, this woman was so convincing. See, when you really got a real knowledge of who Christ is, people's going to want to know what you got. They're going to want to know what transformed your life. They're going to want to know, and that's the problem. We got this churchism, and we're trying to get people to be a part of this and to be a part of that. Still are saying, I'm more concerned about people's getting converted. I thank God. Don't get me wrong. I thank God for the church that I was affiliated with before I became a preacher. I thank God. But one thing that make it stood out, that man was more concerned about my salvation. Before that, I met another man was concerned. He said, are you ready to die? I said, man, ain't nobody ready to die. So what are you saying, Brother Well? Here's what I'm saying. We don't got the thing mixed up. We more concerned about you coming to be a part of our organization, be a part of what I believe. If I can show you what I believe and get you to believe what Brother Ware believe, then now Brother Ware say you right because you got it. Now, don't get me wrong. Some uh, Let me break that down, and I'm coming back to the woman. Some people's God put you with because, just like certain friends, you meet a hundred people, but you might not have but three of them as friends. You know why? Because you have kidnapped spirits. So if you have kidnapped spirit, then you'll wind up being a friend to that particular woman or uh, 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 that man. A man that's getting married, he might have had four other women that being in his life, but all of a sudden... He caught this one, this one woman out of all the other four didn't mean what that one meant. So that means they had kindred spirit. They had a spirit. Now, you say, well, why are you saying all that, brother? I'm trying to let you know. Sometimes you can witness to a person, yes, they need to be a part of your fellowship. Yes, they need to be where you're at. I, I, I'm not kicking everybody don't need to be. But if that's your motive, if that's pushing your motive, then you're losing out. You got to understand everybody that you witness to don't need to be a part of you because you could be a nose in the body, according to Corinthians 11 chapter. When you meet a nose, then guess what? That's what you're going to meet, another nose. You could be the eye. And once you meet another person and that other person is the I, then guess what? That's what you are. 
I'm sorry. You cannot make everybody be a part of your fellowship. It doesn't work like that. And that's why we're losing out. That's why we got folks sitting in the church, and the only thing we're telling them, come on, the chai, pay your tithe. No scripture to back it up whatsoever. I'm telling you, it ain't no scripture to back up what you're telling them. But because of the fact that we don't told you, you say, shouldn't you trying to tell me they don't need to be? No, I didn't say that. Because certainly you need a pastor, a watchman. You need somebody to watch for your soul when you come in the body of Christ because you're a babe. You don't know. You, you, you'll go with this. You'll go with that. you get confused. You'll begin to do this. And that's what happened to a lot of people. Somebody came along and they told them one thing and somebody else told them something else. So guess what? Somebody scooped them up and got them to believe something that they shouldn't have never been a part of. And they got to go four and five years down the road and finally they get tired and say, you know what, I just don't feel right in here. And did all that because they got scooped up in religion instead of salvation. When a person, see, the Lord, the Bible said you need no man to teach you. Now, that ain't saying you don't need pastors because the Bible teaches us we got apostles, and we had apostles to establish church and prophet to foretell the word of God and evangelists. Then we got pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the church, for the people to come in the spirit of unity. That's what the pastors is for. But if you run into this church because you say, I got to have a covering, you never read that in the Bible. I got to have somebody, you never read that. But you know what? Because religion done put you there, then you frustrated, you are uh, uh, disheartened, you are in the position that you are not happy in the Lord, you don't know where you need. Listen, I, I have a friend that she goes to a particular Baptist church, but she also uh, goes to the Seventh Adventist church because she loved the seminar, and she goes to... Uh, another particular church. You say, well, that's just church happening. No, 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 no. She'll tell you point blank. She are a member of this particular other church, but she's not bogged down in uh, religion and bogged down in man's directing. She loved Christ. Christ saved her. So she want to anything or whatever she can do to grow higher. Let me go before my time run out. All right. So the women, the, the woman goes and say, come see a man that told me everything about this. Get this, brother preacher, brotherings. She wasn't doing this. She was telling people about Christ. She was testifying. And in the midst, when you do this thing right, when you do it right without any, prejudice or without any churchism, it ain't about trying to do this or do that. Then they went out of the city. Guess what? The men, after hearing her, went out of the city and came unto him. And in the, meet, and in the uh, meeting while the, his disciples were praying, uh, while his disciples praying him, Say it, Master, 
uh, and to go to talk about having something to eat. But guess what? I'm 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 trying to get to what the what the woman said, and the woman. The, I'm sorry. And thirty ninth verse, cause my time running out. Thirty ninth verse, and many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him, for they said unto the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. Guess what? She began to testify. How is it that we're trying to get folks together to be under us, to be a part of us? What about Christ, folks? How come we are not trying to get people? These men believe, and they went on to say, not because of what the woman has said, because we have heard him ourselves. She wasn't trying to get no glorification. She was only telling them what the Lord had told her, uh, what the Lord had told her. And because of that, because she had did that, then God blessed. Many people was converted. We got folks ain't being converted today. And you know why? Because you're in self. You ain't doing nothing but having pep rallies in these buildings. You ain't doing nothing but having pep rally. You go and pass out tracks. You're still trying to do it your way. Why not just back up and say, God, what is your will? It ain't about me glorifying. It ain't about me doing this. It's about your name being magnified, somebody's life being transformed. That's what it should be about, folks. It should be about somebody being transformed and receiving Christ, knowing the will and the plan of God. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you. We thank you so much for what you have opened our eyes to in order that we may go forth and to be and to do that which you would have us to do. Give us that mind to be a witness for your name's sake. Give us a mind to want to tell others about the glorious goodness that you transform our life. Father, we thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus to Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, that's what we need to do. We need to be concerned about being a witness, not worrying about this and worrying about that. Let him do it, and we'll get away. Love to hear from you. You can reach me by dialing 404-293-7557 or visit our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's Brother James. It's all spelled out. Brotherjamesware.org. We would love for you to look at the rolling sanctuary. If you feel that God has called you to uh, evangelize, trust me, it's everything you need but the ba- except the bedroom. We got everything. Love for you to come and talk to me about it. 404-293-7557. We want to thank the Lord for what God is doing. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, You don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 